Hey guys, this is Rob from the Retro Junkie Super Show, Turtle Flakes Podcast, and <clears throat> um, Genesis Genesis Podcast, and you are listening to the SNES Podcast, hosted by George and Greg. Uh, don't, don't tell Nick I was on here. He'll, he'll get me. Welcome to Super NES Podcast. This is episode number 47. Uh, um, I am your uh, one of your regular hosts, Greg, and I'm very pleased to, pleased to have back with us after after short leave of absence, uh, our other wonderful host, George. Oh, I'm wonderful. You always have been wonderful. Oh, well, thank you. You're wonderful <laughs> yourself. Um, and yeah, we're playing a game I chose. Yes, we are. Um, we were doing our first uh, Japanese game. Uh, I like this episode. Uh, the RPG, uh, the RPG uh, Shin uh, Tensei, uh, developed and published by Atlas back uh, back in uh, back in 1992. Yep. Um, I said way back in episode zero of this podcast that I was not adverse to doing games that did not get released in the West, as long as those games were either were either fully playable, playable, playable in the West. Uh, I'm, i.e., not requiring like any. Uh, uh, like a translation, uh, for example, a shooter, uh, or uh, or the game had available um, a, a translation pack, and most of the RPGs, the Super NES, because Super NES had tons of RPGs for it. Ooh, yes. uh, most of them, most of them over the years have gotten fan packs, uh, um, where fans have lovingly uh, taken the game and translated everything into English and um, and released and released the and released 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 released, released a translation file. For it legally they can't they, they legally they can't do the uh they can't do the translation work for you you have to download both the original original japanese rom and also the translation and um and apply the patch separately but the direction for doing that are pretty simple oh it's um, it's very easy and yeah. it and it depends on how you're doing it because i was doing it through the retron 5 so the retron was doing it for me yeah yeah Whereas you have like you know like uh, um you know an emulator like i do uh, for example, like SNES, uh, it's a pretty easy command line uh, function to function to be able to do that. But can I just take a moment and say how freaking awesome it is that people that do, do the people are actually doing this? Oh, this I is mean, amazing because if it, I believe, I believe actually this did come out from mobile phones eventually. Yes, it did. But we'll talk about that here in a moment. Yes, but. but the thing is, when a game gets localized, you lose a lot of stuff, especially um, they change it. For the audience, where uh, when when fans translate it, they usually don't do much of a localization. So um, things will be not a literal trans- translation, but 
it will be a translation that will be uh, very similar to what is being said in the original region. Right. Yeah. And we'll talk about the translation, like about the, uh, you know, the mobile version uh, here in a little bit, because they followed a very similar, to similar pattern with that. But, but just the, just the fact that people as a labor of love, just love a game so much that they're going to take months and sometimes years to try to, to do, try to actually translate the game and try to get it to fit correctly, to correctly, correctly work in the game because English is much larger than Japanese is. So, yes. uh, it's a matter of trying to get everything to fit correctly and everything. It just, you know, you, you know, it, you know, it's just mind blowing. And you will um, notice, you will actually notice that issue, uh, with this game when you patch it. Um, a lot of the items that you can equip, um, and actually just items in general, will have a longer name because in English it's longer than in, in uh, Japanese characters. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So like, so like, like, you know, size constraints are always a problem. So it's one of the biggest things, you know, the biggest thing they have to work, uh, the biggest thing they have to like, you know, you starting to get around. Yes. But, um, so anyway, uh, this is, uh, as George mentioned, this was, a, I mean, this game was his pick. Uh, why did you want to cover this game, George? I, I bought this game on a whim, basically, and I played a little bit, a little bit of it, and I realized that it was a really cool game and that we should take a look at it, um, as well as, uh, I think we should also start doing some stuff that was not released in the Western area. And there's a, yes, and there's some, and there's some big reasons why this game was not released, like, in the West. Oh, baby. <laughs> Which we'll get into here in a moment. Yes. Um, but first, some background. Uh, Shin Megami Tensei literally means true goddess, uh, true goddess, uh, re well, like, so either, like, you know, like, reincarnation or we can, um, uh, is it, kind of the most literal, uh, Japanese translation of it. Um, it is a post- it's a post-apocalyptic role-playing like role-playing game, uh, as we said, developed and published by Atlas. Atlas is a much bigger company in Japan than it is over here in the West, yes. uh, because Atlas because Atlas has primarily done RPGs. Uh, more recently, more recently, more recently, they diverged out some and also gotten into strategy games and tactic games and stuff like that. Um, but for a long time, like uh, but for a long time, like Square, uh, RPGs have always been their bread and butter. Um, and the company said that this game was the one that pretty much, uh, gave him a major shot in the arm and really helped to make him a, a big company in Japan. Uh, because I'd be, uh, uh, because how, because of how successful this game was, uh, in, uh, his native country, on native country. This so, game is super ambitious. Yes. Uh, this is... This is this is uh, this is a spinoff of the Megami Tensei series, which started originally on the Famicom uh, several years previously. Uh, none of these games, until recently, have got released in the West. Uh, so, uh, so all these games are uh, all these games that we're going to mention are Japanese only. Um, but this is the there uh, there were two Megami Tensei games released released for Famicom, and this is the third game in the series. Um, although there are some major changes. Uh, up to the Shin series, the people the, the people who designed this game said they wanted to try to make a game that would incorporate Atlas's characters and ideas and icons into it, and really make it a very kind of a franchise uh, series for the company, much like Final Fantasy became a franchise series uh, for Square. And they're still making Shin Megami Tensei games. Yes, they are. Um, um, although they are like spinoff games. Yeah. Um, they're still making personas. Yep. They're still making. I think they're still making Devil Summoner games. Right. Um, I need to. I need to play those. Actually, the only, other than this, the only other games I've played, have been the Persona games. Mm -hmm. Right. Um. So this, like, this game is a pretty standard RPG. Um. Uh. So you have a party. Uh. You have a party turn-based battles. Um. You have a standard hero. Um. The plot for this game is really effing weird. Uh, <laughs> it's not weird. It's it's totally out there. It's 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 yeah. It's out there, but it's also messed up. Yeah, messed up because there are 
there are there are demons and uh, demons and like you know portals and yes. um and bad things happen to people in like terrible ways. <laughs> okay, uh, so um this game has a creepiness factor. Oh yeah. This game has mature themes. This game uh has some kind of some religion in it. Um these are three things that uh, basically scared away anybody from bringing this over. Right. I mean, there was no, yeah, there was no way this game's going to come over in the West because of the fact, not only because of the religious themes, but also because of how mature it was. Yes, which uh, is yeah. uh, which is the problem because Japan was getting totally different games than mm-hmm. we were over here, right? And it's it's a shame. Um, it's really easy to get a lot of these old carts and if you have like a retron 5 or if you just want to emulate them you can just patch them and play right. them but it still stinks that people back then mm. didn't get these things there are also available uh repo carts that you can buy uh right uh like we'll talk about that that are patched right right so we'll cover those when we get to the ebay pricing uh toward the end but uh uh but yeah it just kind of shows uh, this is a very popular series like we already mentioned so um but uh so in this game, you take the role of an unnamed, you know, unnamed, you know, unnamed character. What are you talking uh, about? The main character's name is George. <laughs> well, you can, he doesn't he doesn't have a default name like some RPGs do. <laughs> you can name him as you want to. A uh, teenage boy living in modern day, teenage boy like lives in modern day Tokyo, um, and and um, you uh, you make your way through dungeons and fight against fight against enemies in first person perspective. There's a wide variety of weapons and items available to you. Uh, the primary weapons being swords and guns. Uh, you, uh, there are shops where you can buy items from merchants. Um, in special areas, you can use the in-game money to restore health and magic potions. Wait, uh, what? Um, yeah, there are special areas in the game where you can use like money to restore health and also finish magic points. I think um, I missed those. You can also... So you can also get demons, to, you know, demons to fight on your side for you also. Right. And it's not so like with Persona, it's like some magic stuff. It it kind of changes from the different Persona games. In this game, you're given like a small computer to right. actually deal with these devils. And I really, I really like that instead of the whole, I don't know, it's magic. Um, <laughs> which is because, which is cool is you actually find the uh, programmer randomly in these dungeons and right. he will uh upgrade your computer for you to do things like hold more demons and, yeah. and whatnot yeah. uh saving saving the game is done by accessing special terminals which are located like throughout the world map oh that's um, right uh, i was looking for like a hotel to save or something and you can also use them teleport because the way that i saved because i did a, g- a good amount of grinding yeah. i just go back to uh I would go back home, sleep, and then save. Right. Right. And while we're speaking of saving, um, it asks you if you want to keep playing. And if you say no, um, it gives you a message saying it's something like, make sure no demons possess your body or something like that. And I was like, this game is, yeah, this game is so full on in um, creepiness and being... Uh, give it giving off like super mature themes because mm-hmm. yeah. uh, the game starts off there's a murder in the local park um, and then things just get completely out of hand very quickly after that yes yes indeed um, um, <laughs> um, there are a wide variety of characters that you can have like in this game um, and a uh, um, and the game takes place like through the modern day Japan. Uh, I'm sorry, like you know Tokyo primarily, but there is also, you know, but you know there's also like you know American characters who come into the game for various reasons um, and whatnot. So it's like pretty out there as far as the plot goes. Um, it's definitely this game. This game has stuff in it I, that I don't think I've seen done even in games released today, much less like you know like back then. Yes, as far as like some of the some of the plot aspects and some of the darkness uh, things to it. Yes, I will agree with that. And um, the creepiness that comes off of this game, um, I can't think of even a modern game, you know, excluding like horror games that are supposed to do this, but um, I can't think of a modern game that 
gives off this creepiness, even with just music. You can go into a specific area and it will play a song and it's a really, it's just a really creepy song and it'll really creep you out. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't know if it's me feeling uncomfortable, but I get in, not a terrible feeling, but I get some kind of feeling where I'm slightly uncomfortable when I hear some of that music. Yes. But it's so good that I like it because it's it's kind of supposed to do that. This game, this game doesn't make me terrified and not, uh, terrified and no, no. no. Um, and we'll stop playing after like a little bit, like some games, like System Shock and like um. Oh God, I can't play that game. Um and um and in isolation, like you to me. But, uh, but this game is very creepy and you're right. The music also plays a big part in the soundtrack. This game is very good. Right. So I can read, I can read a story. I could read something that's creepy and be like, that's really good. That that's, that sets a very creepy theme and it works well. And I won't be really bothered by it. I'll just be like, wow, that is messed up, but that is awesome. But when it comes to the music, um, it just really gets to me. Mm. you know yeah, the, the i'm not impervious to it the soundtrack does a great job of adding the overall atmosphere and tension to the game yes and when you get to specific uh parts in the story it works so well to add that it adds the emotion to it you know it's not just reading text it's this music that's layered on top of it that adds to it and kind of makes you feel that emotion mm-hmm Definitely. Um, as far as the game mechanics themselves also work, uh, there's uh, there's four people in your party that you can have at max. Um, there's some uh, the com- the combat system is pretty complex. There are some things in it that I've seen done like in other games, but it's always nice to see games like this that actually use it. You know, for example, you, um, you have the option so you have the option to talk to demons like as opposed to fighting them. Um, and there's also uh, you know, there's also places every now and then that uh, there's also, also places every now and then that you run into called I uh, call called Cathedral of Shadows that you can use to fuse uh, one, two, or even three demons like into one single, you know, single to a single to more powerful demon. That uh, when when you get to that area, that's when it gets super creepy. Yes. Um, and I don't want to stay there for long. <laughs> uh, so. Did you fuse? Have you fused demons? Yes, I have. Okay, I have to ask because I I learned you could do this by pl- just by playing the game, and I did it. Uh, did you take the dog with you? Your dog, Pascal? Uh, for a little bit. Okay. Uh, did you did you know you can fuse Pascal with demons? No, I did not. It's super messed up. So I was like, I I was I was saying to myself. Oh, hey, you know, I should really start getting some demons. And I, oh, wait, I should fuse them, too. <laughs> and I I was like, okay, I have two demons. I'm going to go fuse them. And I selected that, and the list was the two demons I caught and my dog. <laughs> and I said, I, I, I sat there, and I was just, I was just like, what? I can do this? And I went to fuse three demons, and it worked. Right. I fused my dog to demons, and I got the powerful, uh, a very powerful demon, Cerberus. But that is messed up. That is so messed up. Uh, I was I was sitting there for a few minutes, and I was just, I was dumbfounded. I was, my mouth was open. I was like, you can fuse your dog to demons. That is scary. Um, And, you know, these people programmed this in. Oh, my God. The Japanese do not have the same, uh, how can I put this, um, respect for dogs that we do here in the West. Uh, I've seen I've seen other Japanese games where you can have Terrible things happen to dogs. So, what about cats? Uh, cats, they're more respectable. Uh, cats, they're more, they're, they're more, they're more, they're more respectable about. Really? Because, uh, uh, because in Shinto faith, cats are considered to be uh, um, important. So, 
curb. But still, that is messed up. Wow. There's also an alignment system in this game. Uh, yes, I just learned that recently. Yep. So there's there's also there's also one of the big mechanics which I really some mechanic this game has which I really don't like. Uh, the I believe it's pronounced uh, the magnetite uh, item. Um, yes. It, it it's it, it serves as fuel for uh, as fuel like your ally demons. Uh, it's oh, used is up that on, what that is? Yeah, it's used up automatically as you walk around to, as, you, as you walk around the dungeon. If you're out of it, uh, your some demons take damage. Oh wow! So, so I, I have so much of it that I was actually giving it away to uh, have demons sign up with me. Oh okay. Uh, yeah, I, like I guess it was because I was grinding a lot because yeah, I even I'm, had a lot of money. Yeah, I didn't do too much grinding like in this game. Really, um, because I felt like I had to grind for that boss. Um, you, you definitely, you, you definitely do have to grind, uh, like in this game. This being like an old right. '90s style RPG, grinding is of course expected. Um, so, but uh, but the grinding, the grinding I had to do in this game was not, and was not to a level which I thought was extreme. I mean, I've done gr- I mean, I had to do like a lot more grinding in Dragon Warrior games. So. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, this is after that. <laughs> um, but. After some of them, this is for Dragon Warrior Four. Wait, yes, Greg, yes. Um, <laughs> do you want to talk about the story a bit? Because there's some things I, I do want to say. You go right ahead, sir. Okay, so, like I said before, there's a murder in the park. Um, the first off, it's the cops that are blockading. Uh, you cannot leave the area. You cannot leave the town or shades to whatever shades it is. To, uh, shades to a um. Uh, Earthbound, the very first town. Yes, uh, kind of, but Earthbound is a more lighter kind of game. Um, and there's no murder in the park. Um, <laughs> and um, how long did it take you to figure out that you had to go talk to the old man? I got lucky, I guess, because I just uh, because RPG games. One of the first things I do automatically is just talk to everybody. Um, okay. More than once, repeatedly. I believe, yes, I believe you have to actually go to the cafe and talk to somebody and figure that out. And I felt it was pointless to go to the cafe. And then I went to the cafe and I learned how to go to talk to an old man. Um, we're gonna, yeah, we're going to get into that in a little bit. Right. But, and I said, uh, but go ahead. I said to myself, old man, where is the old man? <laughs> and I said, he's, I'm sure he has to be on the overworld. And he was, um, you had to go to the one of the blockades in front of the park, which I assume that every one, every single blockade was just the cops and the one in front of the, I believe it was the one in front of the park or whatever was the old man. And he opens up the, what was that place called where you confuse the demons? Oh, the cathedral of a, um, I've got it written down here. Oh, the cathedral of shadows. Yes. He opens up that for you. Um, I forget what he says. He says something that he believes in you or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you go there and then I believe you go, you try to go back home and the cops arrest you. Is that correct? Uh, that sounds right. And then you are sent to, I believe, yes, it's the hospital. Um, you are locked up in a cell in a hospital. Uh, I don't know why or how they have cells in the hospital (laughs) um but this is the first dungeon uh you i believe this is where you find your first party member in the cell with you yeah that sounds right and he talks about your neighbor which is the girl what is her name lana and how he was supposed to be on a date with her? I believe that is right. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> okay. Yes. All right. At least, at least if, if we're wrong, we're wrong together. Uh, <laughs> and you get out of the cell somehow, which I completely forget how. I believe there's some, a, uh, there's some hacking involved or something like that. If I remember Maybe. correctly. It's it's just it's just a simple starter dungeon. Right. Uh nothing too crazy about it. There is 
it's it's not confused believe it or not going through the dungeons in this game can be confusing i have not really gotten lost myself even though right. all the walls and everything look the same yeah um <laughs> but uh very simple dungeon very easy to get out of you can go to other cells and this is the first time where you meet the programmer that gives you the computer app uh or or program uh where you can catch the demons and uh it's distributed it's actually distributed through the internet or whatever was the internet at that time mm -hmm. uh which is weird <laughs> um you you can actually talk to somebody in the the mall or whatever it is and they will say that some guy sent me some weird demon program and i deleted it uh but you f you figure out that these people in the hospital are being used for i believe it's some kind of research or something they're being turned into monsters and you find the surgeon who's doing this and he turns into a monster himself uh you defeat him you know you you wander around the hospital a little bit and disengage the locks so you can actually leave the hospital and then you go home i believe yes you go home and something is off uh your mother is there at, at first you notice she disappears then you come back and it turns out a demon ate her which I think this was the uh, this was the thing that pushed me over where I was like, yeah, this game is like really messed up. Uh, but in a way that if the world has come to this where demons and everything came, uh, this would happen. And the demon took form of your mother and tried to get close to you. But everyone in your party said, hey, there's this isn't right there's something wrong and then the demon form you know shows its true form and you have a fight there and mm -hmm. it really sucks because every time i kept going into that house it was empty after that and it felt so creepy and we're gonna keep we're probably gonna keep saying the word creepy in, in this podcast episode but it the game is really good at setting a, a specific feeling in the air. Um, because, like I said, every time you go back home, you're reminded that your mother is dead. She has been eaten by a demon. And you were going to be next. Um, and then when I also, when I entered the house, I remember that I fused my dog to two other demons. Uh... <laughs> I'm I feel like I'm rambling a little bit. Um do you want to pick up on the story? Sure. Um like that's okay actually. Um um I actually have doubt I mean I actually have written down here uh paragraph uh non-spoiler back at the box uh plot summary like of the game. Okay. Um that kind of gives a good summary like what goes on in, uh like in it. True. Um The story follows a nameless protagonist who lives like lives near future Tokyo. Uh, when a portal to when a portal to the realm of demons opened, uh, U.S. officials order like order a nuclear attack on Tokyo. Transported 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 with two other supporting characters thirty years thirty years to the future. The protagonist finds Earth ruined ruined by demon invasion, which is now the stage for an escalating conflict between the Order of Messiah and the Ring of Gaia, a conflicting cult who wish to bring about kingdoms kingdoms of the respective respective patron patron deities. The story is influenced by moral decisions the protagonist makes, aligning him by aligning him either with the Order, the Ring of Gaia, or setting, or setting him up, or setting him up as like an independent agent. And there are multiple endings. Can I just say that's really effed up? <laughs> uh, yeah, kind of, kind of is. I I got as far as the lab. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. I got further than that uh, a little bit, and then there were multiple, what I assume were dungeons yeah. that I did not go through. And I actually realized the one that I was starting to go through was filled with very powerful demons. 
and this was around the time that I was running out of time. Mm. Uh, so, yep, that makes a good segue to talk about to talk about uh, one of my major complaints, like of the game. Um, and there's not many. I think overall, tip my hand here a little bit. This is a very good game. Uh, oh, if definitely. You, it is. Um, if you have the stomach and if you have the mindset to be able to enjoy a game, a game like this. Uh, but there is, but uh, 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 but there is a, uh, but I do have a few. I do have like a big complaint about this. Um, we all know that the retro games were like were very like were very um, straightforward, like in how they like in how they had you. There, there was very little guidance, very little handholding. There was no tutorials, none of that other stuff. It was just like you know, here you go, you know, here's your here's your character here's your quest and just go about and do it as much as that was for games at the time this game was so into that there is like nothing being told to you here yes and uh this game as a result even this is not yeah yeah this is not even a modern opinion of the game people complain about this back then when the game came out i'm sure they did that there is, there is not only not only are you not told how to go from point A to point B, you're not even told what. So you're not even told, like you're, you're like, like you're not even told what point B is. So you can end up going over to point C and like not realizing it. Yes. Um. So anybody who plays this game, I highly recommend checking out. Um. You know, having a spoiler-free walkthrough on hand. I uh, I have to be honest. I. I like having to feel around where to go, but there's a point where that becomes tedious. And aggravating. Yes, and aggravating, because um, at the point that I'm in, I'm I'm out of the lab, and they open up a big amount of uh, Japan to you. Not like, not, you know, not like the whole size of Japan or half of Japan, but it's a good amount of a few towns put together or cities or whatever they are. Um, and there are a lot of dungeons. Oh yes. <laughs> and it is very hard to figure out where to go. I can understand if it was two dungeons, three dungeons, but it's more than that. And these buildings are not even labeled. Yeah. Um, yep. <laughs> so, uh, giving this game to me is somewhat frustrating, but it's very interesting because I want to learn what's in these buildings it's just that when you enter them you don't know how powerful the demons are and not being able to find a save point really bothers me that's another yeah that's another plus like about playing this either either like an emulation like on the retcon 5 like being able to save uh, save states yes because those are very very helpful um i i don't know what i would do if I could not, if I could not patch the game, but I don't know what I would do if I couldn't save state because um, I would have lost progress because I did not, I did not have the time to find a save point. Um, I, I was getting frustrated. I could not find a save point. Let me just say, yeah, like let me just put it this way: I have played literally probably hundreds of RPGs with the consoles and computers like over the years. Going way back to like you know Ultima days, uh, back like in the mid eighties, and uh, and and I probably could, and uh, on the top of my head, there's probably only two games that are more confusing and non-linear than this game is. Uh, it, it, it is really up there for not to like not giving you any help at at, at all whatsoever. What and games are those? I'd probably say that Lufia for the NES is worse. Um. And like, um, and the original Ultima. Um, I have not played the first Lufia. Um, I I did play the first Ultima, and I'd have to say, I agree, but I don't think it's as bad as this game. Well, the first Ultima was smaller. It was smaller than this game is yes. too. So, but I mean, um. I've seen estimates online that this game is a mid-length RPG. It could take you maybe about like forty hours or, or so, like like sort of beats. Wait, forty so, hours is mid-length? Like for like for like for sixteen-bit like RPG? Yeah. Really? Because like you know, uh, uh, they kind of give a definition of like you know like long RPGs being games like Final Fantasy four and six, which uh, you'll take like fifty sixty hours. 
but okay. and like you know short length short length games being like you know um 10 or oh, 20 uh yeah about that but uh chrono trigger for example like yeah um it, i think it's a pretty good example of a short length rpg yeah but um we have uh we haven't talked about the graphics yet uh the graphics at the, you know, the graphics in this game are very good uh yes they they do more than what they're supposed to do um they look great um for I'm trying. Like a, I'm trying to think. Yeah, yeah. This is a. This is a. Yeah. This is a. This is. This is. Uh, this game's still a pretty early Super NES. Um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna say Super NES. They give those Super Famicom only. It's uh, technically the same. Thing. Yeah. Uh, th- <laughs> this is an early game in a cycle. This came out in late 1992. So yes. Uh, when the system had out in Japan for, for like a little bit over two years at that point. I so. have to say, um, that there is detailing on things that maybe should not have detailing on them um there are what are they called there's like they're not zombie women but they're they're basically that they're it's like they're women missing their flesh mm-hmm. um or their skin or whatever and you see you know the muscle and everything it's like it has yeah right it's not super super detailed but for what it is it is detailed and it is kind of creepy the first person view works pretty well. There's a couple of small there's a couple of small graphical glitches, glitches I noticed, but yes, yes I've noticed um, too. But you know, compared to other RPGs of the time period, that also used that also used like first person, uh, like you know, like it works pretty well. I thought I have to ask um, you when you play a game uh, like this that is as first person dungeon. Uh, what do you prefer the down button to do? Do you prefer it to be a 180 turn or do you prefer it to be a step back? A step back. Yes, I kind of prefer that too. Um, this game kind of bothered me with the 180 spins because I would do it sometimes on accident. Yeah, you gotta get used to that. Yeah, but I found a good grinding spot, Mm. um, in that building before you get teleported to the lab. Um, that building where you, where you go to get teleported to the lab, um, there's an elevator on the fifth floor and there's a two square area and I just press up, press down, press up, press down. (laughs) And I just did that until I got into battles. Um, and I was doing that while I was editing a podcast basically. (laughs) So yeah, Yeah. (laughs) uh, that's it. Yeah, that's actually a good segue to talk about controls. The controls are pretty typical RBG controls. Um, you know, they're fine for what they are. Yes, they they work well. Even the shoulder buttons will turn you in the first person view. Very nice feature, as they should. Which is cool. I felt like All Super NES they could have added more features <laughs> to uh, instead of having them turn maybe strafe. Ah, uh, it. Yeah, yeah, that really doesn't bother me any. There, there, there's very few RPGs that can, RPGs. It uh, doesn't bother me. Um, it it bothers me in the way that they do the same function as the D-pad, and these are extra buttons that you could have assigned to other things. Well, again, I think that goes back to Japanese Japanese preferences because a lot of Japanese RPGs are designed to be played for one hand only. Um, oh like, yes, speaking of the controller that yes. I that I got for the playstation very recently um, um because like you know smoking is very big in japan still, yes so like, and other know, things and other things so yes <laughs> um so yeah you'll see that with a lot of japanese games that that the uh the, uh that uh the, the controller is not utilized as well as like as well like as well as we would uh prefer it being westerners because like because like because the games are because the games are designed to be played for one hand only i'm trying so. to think though how would you play not only this game, but a lot of other Super Famicom slash SNES games with one hand. Uh, well, would you, if you get into account an encounter, you'd have to swap the side of the controller you're holding? Depending upon the game, perhaps. Because uh, you I you don't... have to select attacks in this game, so you have yeah. to press A. Right. So. I don't know. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that is something we should, we should have said anyway. So, but that's just me thinking. Right. So this game, has, uh, so this game obviously has obviously has spawned a lot of sequels. 
Uh, it's a very popular franchise. And still going on today. Yep, and spinoffs. Yep. I the, uh, the biggest the biggest spinoff and the one most familiar to us here in the West, uh, like the Persona series. And I, um, you, and I did not know that this was a spinoff um, of the like the Megami Tensei series. Oh yes, you actually brought this up to me, and I didn't know this. Mm. Um, I was very interested when you said that. I did not realize that they were there were uh, Famicom games before this. Right. Uh, yeah, and the Persona games are great because I definitely can see, you know, I played the first three Persona games. Um, I never got around to Persona 4. I probably will get that eventually. But... I am playing through the first three right now. Yeah. I believe but... I'm almost done with the first, but that's, oh my God, the dungeon. I think I'm at the end game and the dungeon oh, is Oh, yes. I'm having ridiculous. horrible flashbacks Did you say that. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I hate to talk about a PlayStation game here or, yes, no, Robin, a PlayStation game. Off. Um... I, I don't know. I had super dumb luck, mm-hmm. and my main character is impervious to almost everything. Mm-hmm. When I fused demons, yeah, um, that was awesome. But yeah, that's yeah. my little side note. Um, the, yeah, I have yeah. four. I had I, so when I bought three and four, they were sealed, mm-hmm. and I opened the seal on three. I did not get to uh, four yet. I'm trying to uh, play three. I hear four is the best of the series. Um, it um, might be, but yeah. three is really good. So yeah, I can totally see how Persona is a spinoff of this now because, like you know, this because because there are, because there are a lot of things in common like those games. Yes, you will actually notice um better which, implementations on things that have been in this game and the, other games. Which boggles the mind that Persona series all came out here in the West and none of these like none of them is. You, like none of the Megami Tensei games did. Oh well, um, uh, these Persona games have less mature themes. They're there's, not really. They're still pretty mature. <laughs> uh, the first, some... the first two, I can see why you say that, but three and four, not really. Yeah, three was a little bit more. Three, three had yeah. one thing where a girl killed herself. But that was basically it. And yes, that is pretty mature, but a, right. the rest of the game really wasn't. Um, maybe mature in the way that um, you can have some kind of like romance stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did not get around to that yet, so I can't really say much about that. Right. Um, um, game... Oh, before sorry. I forget, I'm yep, sorry. Uh, I just want to say the first game they actually did call it uh, Shin Megami Tensei Persona. That's right. Yes. yes, they dropped the. Yep, I forget about that. They dropped the. They dropped the Megami Tensei label eventually. Yes, um, I think with the the second game, right? Uh, or was it I the third? It, I have it written down here. Hold on a sec. Okay. Uh, they dropped it with a. Um, let's see. The first two games um, were not. They You're actually not... used it for three and four. It, like okay. It dropped, okay. Um, like a, um, it dropped for the four spinoffs and for five and six. Okay, so um, the first two games were somewhat similar, or the first one was somewhat similar to what this game is. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know this. Uh, what's different though is, uh, the the way that battles go out and the way that conversations between demons go out in this game uh in the shin megami tensei the game that we're covering here um when you try to talk to demons you only have two options and the first two options are friendly and threaten i believe mm-hmm. yeah. um when you go into persona in persona 2 um it gets more advanced as it goes so the first one had uh more options and then, and then the second one, it depended on what character you had. Mm-hmm. You know, so you could be sarcastic. You could try to intimidate them. This and that. Yep. Um, and I really like what they did. So. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. There's a lot of yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot in the Persona series where they where they improved and borrowed upon things originally introduced. Uh, like in this game, yes. which you would expect because, of course, that game came out almost like ten years. I'm sorry, uh, like six, seven years later. And so. now these these newer ones are almost nothing like 
this game. Speaking about this game, this game has been ported numerous times because of how popular that it is. Um, but most of these versions never came out in the West. Uh, there was a, uh, there was a, uh, the first, um, uh, the first port was a PC Engine, uh, which we know here in the West is Turbo Graphics oh, 16. I did not know um, that. That is very interesting. There was also a Mega CD uh, port of the game, oh. which, which is uh, which is the Sega CD like here in the West. Right. Then in 2001, uh, Japan got a PlayStation a PlayStation upgrade to the game, um, and, and the game also got ported. To, um, and the game also got released. Can the game also got released uh, like on the GBA in 2003? Um, and then, like, and then finally, the game got a iOS port in 2012, and this is the first one that's been translated. First one, the first one that the first one that has been translated and released in the West. Is this uh, was it also ported to Android? Yes, but Japan only. Uh, the only, Why? The, the only Western ver- the only Western version of this game that's officially been released. Uh, it's the iOS version. Why? Why did they do that? I don't. I don't know. have an iOS device. <laughs> How am I supposed to play the game? So, but if you do have an iOS device, um, 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 that's another way to play the game because, uh, because, uh, because looking, uh, because from reading reviews and looking at videos, videos of it, the iOS port is a straight port of the Super NES game, um, and it plays very well apparently. I so. was told, not sure if this is completely true. I was told that the translated version of this game, uh, has a bug where you can uh, get infinite money. There is a bug in this game, uh, which we're going to talk about here in a moment. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that bug also applies like in the iOS version. Um, well, like I said, in the translated version, the, the actual legitimate translated version. Right. Apparently there was some kind of bug that they made when they were it, uh, translating it, it. It's possible because if it's possible because it's possible because translated uh, uh, because because the translation version of this game was very uh, was very detailed. I actually um, um, I actually wrote down the I, I, um, I actually wrote down to, 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 I actually wrote down the process here. Um, Atlas normally normally doesn't do anything with mobile games, um, but they saw this as a chance to finally get the game released like in the West. Yeah, too um, bad it's on the wrong platform. <laughs> So what they did with it was that they first extracted the, uh, they first they first took the files like from the game, the localization teams started playing the game then to find out to find out what kinds of what kind of dialogue text and system messages uh, like were uh, that were contained in the game. After they got um, uh, uh, after they got the files, they translated the text, which was then sent to the editors. The editor text the, the edited text was sent back to the translators, who checked then. Um, who double check to make sure nothing had been lost in translation, uh, and then and, and finally at that point, at that point the text was stuck into the game. Um, so and then they also had to they, and they also had to make compromises for some of the a um, uh, the text because English because English is different than Japanese like, as we already said. Yes. Um, and graphical glitches you know, graphical graphical glitches had to be they had to be avoided. Uh, more text boxes uh, were used in this version to eliminate problems, um, et cetera, et cetera. So a real major effort, and they really tried very hard. And from what I've seen online, it's a re- you know it's a really great translation of the game. Uh, probably as good, if not better, you know, if not better, like the fan-made one, uh, like the Super NES version. All right, because what I don't like about um, localization is that they change things, and there has been a lot of mess about uh recent localizations looking at you nintendo um <laughs> i'm not i'm not gonna be the guy that doesn't i'm not gonna go crazy about it but it really bothers me that um with these recent games that they took out what they did i mean there's no reason there's no reason really to but well, that's all i'm I gonna read- say well, from what I read, nothing was taken out. This is like a literal straight hundred percent. I'm not talking about this game. I'm talking yeah. about modern games. Oh yeah, sure, right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, but uh, yeah. So um, it is cool that this game finally got a Western release, uh, even though as you said it is limited to iOS. Which um, I don't know why they would limit the platform. Probably because, like I said, that they. Um, well, the game already came out in Japan on 2012. Like I said, for both the iOS. Like an Android, yeah. and 
And the iOS, whether you like it or not, is more popular over here in the West, like right now. Android so, has a very huge user base, believe it or not. So, um, and they just wanted to maybe, maybe, um, maybe the iOS was more friendly, uh, uh, a friendlier platform, a friendlier, a friendlier platform to do it for, because I don't know how well the touch screen, um, the, the touch aspects work, like this translation of the game. Uh, they, they, I, um, I imagine it probably works fine because like I said, this is just an RPG. It's, it's, it's not like you're doing like any kind of major shooting action or anything. So, yeah. um, it, it may just have been an issue of sales. Like it may just, um, it may just have been an issue, like an issue app, um, an issue of Apple being more supportive. I mean, who knows? I, I didn't see anything online when doing the research. Uh, I don't uh, see how we should not talk about this but i uh, my my last thing i have to say i don't see how apple would support this because they don't really support games mm. but well anyway um I, I did not find out how much this game uh how much um i did not check to see how much this game is is being sold for uh, but uh i will uh, guess but like on the store but probably between cheap. five to ten dollars yep that's that's what i was gonna say probably right so. um because I know Square Enix likes to charge like fifteen bucks for an because RPG because their fans are rabid enough to pay that price. Um, but... not yet. <laughs> I'm almost there. I think there's there's there there's one that's on Android that's like a spinoff game. It's not the Record Keeper one or whatever, the free one. It's not that. It's a different one. I was actually interested in getting it. So I did whatever. mention it. <laughs> right. So I did mention a glitch in this game earlier. There's a shop glitch in this game. Um, to access this, uh, go to any shop that sells you, you know, allows you to sell items, select sell, and then push, don't hold down, push the A button. Once it deflates your inventory, without letting go of the A button, push the B button. A dialog box, uh, a dialog box will come up, uh, like asking you, uh, like asking you if you want to sell your attack knife. Select yes, and you'll be paid for it, regardless of whether or not you had an attack knife um wait are you saying press a and b at the same time uh it's saying a uh, hold down a but then push b and okay the hold down up. a and push b right. okay and the dialogue box will come up um and you can do this trick as many times as you want to i uh, like to earn infinite money yes this is actually the glitch that i was talking about so yep they carried it so that's how faithful the translation is they carried over the glitch <laughs> Woo! all right uh so um, it's not like I need the money anyway. I have so much money from like like grinding mm-hmm, right. and trying to figure out where to go. So I mentioned repo carts earlier. This is uh, uh, this is also another uh, like like awesome thing about this. Uh, many many translated uh, Japanese RPGs are available if you want to. Uh, like available like available in a very beautiful RPG um, uh, authentic looking Super NES cart. With label art, you know, label art that makes it look like it actually, like it actually was released, like released in the U.S. back then. And this is uh, what I kind of like about this stuff. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely awesome. Yeah. You'll pay a bit more for this, um, but if you want the coolness factor of actually having like a, 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 a like of actually having a quote unquote official official cart, um, it's it's um, it's definitely great. Um, you know, I highly support this. Um, I only looked at. So, because the fact this game is Japan only, I, I only looked at uh, um, I, uh, um, I only looked at pricing for like the repo carts. Um, there were eleven of them sold recently on eBay. Three of them, th- uh, three of them, uh, three of them listed. Uh, three of them are listed uh, like on there currently. You you can you can either get the game as cart only, uh, or the um, or, uh, or there's also a version of it which also has the box made up. Um, the cart the cart usually the cart usually the cart usually sells around. The cart usually usually sells for around the high thirties, like you know, thirty five to forty dollars. Hmm. The cart, the cart, the box sells for around forty five to fifty to fifty dollars. I think I paid less than that for a Japanese cart. The Japanese, yeah, the Japanese, the original Japanese Famicom carts are cheap. Um, yes. I, like I said, like I said, I, like I said, I focus my research like only on the repo carts. Right. So, so um. So yeah, um, uh, I, I really, uh, I really thank you, George, for introducing me to this game. This is definitely a game I'm going to have to spend some more here, uh, some more time on later on. And I'm curious, I'm also curious, and I'm also curious to play like more games in the series. Well, I have uh, to thank Aaron Hickman because I listened to that one episode of Retro Obscura. So, 
but uh, yeah. Yes, yeah, because so. he he covered it on. I want to say this is an early episode of Retro Obscura. I think you're right. Yes, um, but so. yes, uh, he interested me, and I like I said, I got it on a whim, and then basically told you about it, and here we are. <laughs> um. So yeah, final thoughts. Um, this is a very good RPG. Um, I would probably rank it up there. It's good, but tough. Ugh. Yes, on a scale of one to ten for RPGs uh, that came out during this time period, like you know, sixteen bit style like RPGs, I probably put this. Um, I probably put this. I mean, like around seven. Um, it is tough, like you said. Um, you have to. You definitely have. To, you definitely have to be appreciative of this uh, appreciative of the story and graphical style this game uses. Uh, this is not for kids. This, uh, 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 this is not for faint-hearted people. This is not for people who are only beginner beginner RPGers. Uh, yes. this, is, this is definitely a tough advanced advanced RPG game. But if you want to play a very a very mature, dark, uh, creepy, sometimes downright disturbing RPG <laughs> game, uh, this is right up your alley. Pascal, what are you doing in that tube? Oh no! <laughs> uh, but it was worth it because Cerberus is a really powerful demon. Yes. And then it disappeared because it attacked the terminal, and I don't know if it died or what. So goodbye, Pascal. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, no, I was going to say that I would give this an 8. Uh, I don't want to seem like I'm trying to like one-up you or, or anything. No, it's fine. But- the head uh the the head that popped into my number um the number that popped into my head uh was an eight um it is this game is tough um it is frustrating but um if you're willing to look past that it is well worth it if you are an experienced uh player yes i definitely recommend uh i definitely recommend if you play as an emulation uh make liberal use of safe states and also have a spoiler-free uh, walkthrough available uh, because there's no shame in doing that because this game is very confusing and very frustrating. You, 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 you don't know what, like, where to go. Or if you want the authentic feeling, and when I say that, feeling frustrated, uh, don't look up at anything like I did. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I um, I understand the iOS port uh, allows you to save like whenever you want, so that's cool. Oh, that that is a must so uh for for people who uh play a lot of modern games i feel like that's a must mm. because if not they would be very frustrated like you, i was <laughs> yeah you can you can get wiped out in the counter in the counter very easily in this game it's happened even more than once not in the early part of the game when you get to uh the second area yes but i feel like dying unless you're fighting the boss before you go to the teleporter for the first time. Um, other than that boss, uh, it's, boss it's kind of hard to die. The boss fights are very hard. Um, if you don't have the right configuration of demons and or items, I, I'd say I did not use demons until I got to that boss, which yeah. I believe is the third boss. Yeah. Because there's the surgeon, the demon that eats your mother. And then that guy. Right. Did you, how far did you get again? Um, about maybe out of, um, about maybe, you know, like a third of the way in the game, probably like I'm in the future now. So, okay. Do you, do you want to go over how you get over that? Cause I'm, I'm interested. Um, and I'm sure we actually kind of spoiled the game anyway, so we might as well go on further. Not really. We mentioned a couple, a couple of spoilers, but you know, not really, you know, not really, um, you know, like we haven't, we haven't, we haven't done too much of it because, you know, I, I, I think the major. Um, um, I think I think in this case, um, whereas whereas I'd say yeah, spoil the hell out of the game uh, because the fact that this game is Japan and many people who listen to this podcast have probably never even heard of it, much less played it. Um, I kind of, th- um, I kind of think, I, you know, I kind of think bleeding bleed most of, uh, lead, uh, lead, lead most of most of spoilers out might be the better thing to do in this case. Okay, well then you can tell me what happens after we're done recording. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, which we which we are at this point, I think. Uh, just a couple of like small side notes to finish things up with. Um, first of all, um, first of all, as well as being available on the virtual um, on the virtual Junkies network, I'm also very pleased to say this podcast is now available on Throwback Network. Oh, which I awesome! To about six months ago, so 
Um, oh, very... they, they responded in a very timely manner. Yes, they did. <laughs> Which is okay because they're very busy. So. Oh, that's um, completely understandable. So it's very cool to have it on there now. The Throwback Network also has the, the Throwback Network is filled with um, um, filled with many great retro and and non gaming podcasts. I highly recommend checking it out. Um, also, recently, recently in our Civilization uh, uh, podcast, we talked about the fact how I'd heard rumors how Civ Six was coming up um, uh, somewhat soon. Uh, those rumors have now been confirmed. Uh, Civ Six, Civ Six has been officially announced. Also, with the release date of release date of October twenty first. Well, I I can't wait to uh, waste more of my life on that game. <laughs> <laughs> waste all five hundred hours on it. Uh, we are planning something special for our fiftieth anniversary. Uh, um, you know, fiftieth ep- uh, episode coming up. Uh, I don't want to give away any details, any details on it just yet, but we're, but George and I have talked a little bit about it off mic, and we're, and we're hoping to have something very special like you guys. I can't wait. But in our next episode, we're going to be having another guest host with us. Um, we're going to be very pleased uh, to have um, uh, to have somebody whose name I have to grab here in a moment. Hold on a sec. <laughs> wow. <laughs> they must feel uh, offended by now. Uh, like Andy Mangrum. Uh, I hope I'm, uh, I apologize if I'm pronouncing your last name wrong, Andy. Uh, Andy is, is belonging. Andy belongs to several podcasts. Um, and, and he's going to be on here to talk about the great classic uh, Star Fox, one of the best Super NES games ever made, like in my opinion. All right. So um, you can send me an email via. Um, Flavor to contact me directly. My uh, the email here is the email here is the SNES podcast at yahoo.com. Um, you can also find us on our Facebook page. Uh, also, also the also podcast is available on iTunes. So please, uh, please, please, please check it out. Please use it on the iTunes. And George, how can I reach you? Uh, well, I am on Twitter. Uh, you can follow me on there and see that I don't really say stuff. How much? <laughs> um, <laughs> that's at Mr. Chief. It's at M I S T U R C H E E F. I've actually been getting followers randomly. Uh, thanks. <laughs> uh, I should probably use that more. I do. I'm a very opinionated person and I like to say things. I should probably use that more often. But, uh,. <laughs> Anyway, um, I also do other podcasts. Uh, there's another one that I do with Greg. That's uh, PlayStation Power. Um, I also do Master System Masterpieces. Uh, that's about the Master System, if you couldn't tell. The Sega Master System, not the Nintendo Master System. Um, that was a horrible joke. I apologize. <laughs> uh, it's hot in here. I'm dying, Greg. Please help me. Uh <laughs> I also do VR Enclave. Uh, that is not a family-friendly podcast. Neither is PlayStation Power now. Uh, we will talk about that more on that podcast. Yes, indeed. Yes. And uh, once in a while, you can catch me on the 1UP Gaming podcast. Yep. So, George is a lot more active in podcasts than I am. So. Yes. I also do... <laughs> So that that last one, uh, it's an online publication where I also do game reviews for. Right. And uh, that's for modern games. We were talking about retro games. Uh, we might do that soon enough. That means I'd be looking into doing some Master System games and probably other things. Right. But yes. And it's, ver- um, and it's very good so far. I, I definitely enjoy like what I've read so far. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> um so thank you again everybody out there for listening um and for tuning in again like once more to us uh you, you know we always appreciate uh we always you know we always appreciate you listening uh like supporting us um and like um if you have any suggestions on games to cover in the future uh please do let us know uh like we're very open to it greg can so, we do Star Fox next we are gonna be doing Star Fox next and i can't wait to talk about that game <laughs> <laughs> all right uh, because i freaking love it but uh Alrighty then, thank you. Uh, thank, I think again, everybody out there, and take care, all. Yep. Thank you. See you. Nintendo controls eighty percent of the video market, but no matter how you play the game or which game you play, 
things definitely have come a long way since Pac-Man. Now you're playing with power. Deep of power.